Alright lads, how's it going? Welcome to Absolutely Savage with your favourite host, David Savage. I'm probably your favourite host at this stage, surely, am I? I don't know, like, who who's else is doing a podcast during this time? <laughs> Pretty much everyone says you shut up. Shut up, alright? Anyway, um it's good to be uh to, to be witchy on this Friday. Um except it's Thursday. This is the I, I'm speaking in the future now. See I can time travel, aren't I cool? I have a TARDIS, I do. Anyway, um, this episode basically is uh, an interview with the great man, uh, David Dots Tobin, and uh, he's a local musician, he's from the band August Walk, um, I've been chatting to him for years about things, he's a good crack, um, we had a great chat, some of it got a bit off the walls and a bit kind of off topic at times, but as you know, those are my favourite kind of interviews, so... I very much enjoyed it. Um, the Dots Man was great, and I hope you enjoy it too because um, it is. It's just to be honest, it's just two lads shooting the shit and having the crack, and that's what I like about it. Uh, there's a lot of free advertising for Aldi as well, so you know Aldi might as well throw a few euro me way there if they're listening as well. It would be sound of you. Apparently, you're doing a great deal on Guinness there, but that's that's us know anyway. Uh, cheers for that anyway, lads. Um, plenty more to come over the next few weeks. So take care. Have a lovely weekend, and this is Dave checking out. See you later. Right, lads, how's it going? I'm delighted to be joined by David. That's Tobin. How are you, boy? Very good, my friend. How are you keeping? They're all good now. You're all kind of getting a stare now, so we're all set. I have no pint of stout in front of me. Uh, as I said, 24 euros in Aldi for 24 cans. Get on it. Uh, it's an important... Like, we don't have a whole pile going on in our lives at the moment, so things like that are kind of some things I kind of talk about. Yeah, yeah, sure. Look, here, that's the important <laughs> stuff as well. Free, free um, sponsorship for Aldi as well, so how bad, you know? <laughs> I think if you fuck all that. I need a headache there when you're trying to, when you bring the trolley up to the, and you know it's your turn, like, yeah, and yeah. your man's looking at you, or your wine's looking at you, and they're going to throw all your stuff that you put up at you as fast yeah, as they can. Yeah. I know what you, you mean. Be you, could, you couldn't go into Aldi with a hangover, man. No, no, you wouldn't want to, really. Because they don't have the old yeah. hot chicken rolls anyway, so it's no good, like. No good, yeah. No good, yeah. It is a waste, anyway. Come here, man. Um, Mostly, anyway, what I want to kind of get out of you, really, is um, how are things going with August Walk at the moment? Like, obviously, with no gigging and stuff going on, it's it's a bit of a ball. No for anyway. Yeah, it is Balls, man. Uh, I mean, like we we've been recording. Like uh, we have some new stuff. I've written some stuff there, and it's really good. And we've brought it to kind of good levels and stuff. But like it's it's just so it's become so expensive to produce yeah. top quality music, and we're trying to keep it at a good quality. I mean, the quality of our first album was really high level quality and like I know no I mean people doing it the best they can and doing it at home and doing it but it's very hard to drop down the quality of the songs you know I mean pr- production yeah, yeah. wise and everything else you know it's so uh, that's a major problem there's no money in music anymore it's a hobby for everyone yeah um, it is yeah I mean like if I bring out maybe five or six songs there's no comeback there's no money it doesn't matter people go I bought your song it doesn't matter I don't get yeah. it Someone else does, Do you know. So it's like, um, it's you know, it's it's a bollocks, man. There's there's no two ways about it. Like, and the gigging was was the only way that you could you could make money, and then you could yeah. you could you know. But but now, unfortunately, it's a case of. But we yeah, we're doing bits, and uh, me and Henny there are now doing a bit at the moment. We're, we're coming up with ideas, and we pull up some old songs and stuff that we've um, been working on over the years, and we're starting to work on them and. I'm meeting uh, uh, Roger all the time, and he yeah. he, he um, on the phone to him and stuff. And we're all working from from home now, so we're emailing each other stuff. But um, there's a new song coming out as soon as we can kind of get it out, and it, it's totally about Middleton, like you oh, know, like banners or or canties on a Sunday morning or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just to carry on, you know. And I think like a lot of people will relate to this song. So it's a bit of it's a bit of a laugh and a bit of crack. And uh, so I'm hoping to get that one done. But I have another one nearly ready to call Wolf. That's to come out soon. And that's a it's a belter. So very good. 
that's what we're doing, man, you know. But we can't do much, really, can we? But that's what we're trying to do anyway. Well, that's the job. And, like, yeah, that's it's great to hear um, about that song in particular now because, like, that's what I always kind of liked about yourselves is that there's a fierce local feel to the music, and that's great to have because, like, as you say, there's not an awful lot of um, local bands are able to keep going for long because, as you said yourself, there no. isn't an awful lot of profits returning. There's fuck all profit, really, as you're saying. Like, there's nothing. You know? There's nothing. And, and like, but as I say... I suppose I've, I'm kind of lucky in a sense that I had the cover thing. I think if you were just an original band now, you'd be in serious trouble. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can hook up with my mates there and do a live show and stuff with the lads and we can play all the songs people want. Like, I mean, I don't know how any band could kind of do a live thing constantly with, it doesn't matter how many of your own songs you have, I don't know, could you keep it going? Because you keep having to repeat the same ones, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, at least with the cover thing, you can kind of ch- chop and change up a bit. But you know, it's it's um, it, it's we're we're all in kind of trouble at the moment, musicians, uh, and I can't see it ever kind of being the same. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I I don't think it'll ever be back to. I think it will for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think people are getting comfortable now with the twenty four euro, twenty four cans for twenty four euros. Yeah, you know, and like. There's, it's kind of a mixed thing, really, when you're talking to um, musicians around, like, original musicians and stuff, because, like, as I say, you're saying there now, and I do see your point of, like, will things ever go back to normal? Because, as you say, like, it is cheaper to stay in of a night. Now, personally, myself, yeah. I get sick of the nights, and I, I love nothing more than a night out. I think meeting people... Yeah, you like me. Go on to you music. like going out. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Love, love, like, even if I'm... Even if I'm not going drinking, it's just to see people, to have the crack, to meet gang. I think social interaction is very important. So part yeah, of me thinks it will yeah. come back full swing, you know? Well, my my issue with it is that you could probably tell this yourself that, like, gigging, I gigged for years, man. I gigged for, yeah. since I was 16 years old. I've been gigging. That's 20 years, a long time. So, like, I've been... I've been in the pubs when it was booming, I've been in the pubs when it was empty, I've been, and the last couple of years, people have not been supporting music. They might say they have, but they haven't been. And I see people on Facebook and all these different things going, oh, I can't wait to go to a gig. But you never, you haven't been to a gig in years, so why why is it affecting, you know? And they won't support music. I'm not being being funny, I'm not insulting people. It's their own business, what they do. But, But people had got Netflix and got everything, and they were doing this, a lot longer than they think they were. I know the likes of yourself and a few lads I'd meet in the pub, you'd always be out. You'd always go to gigs. You'd always, and you'd support. But you were, you were, there wasn't a big number of you, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, I mean, there might be 20 or 30 of you, but if the 20 or 30 weren't there, there was no one really else. And that had been happening for quite some time, you know? Yeah. And, Uh, as I say, it's a big, it's a big thing for me to be able to go and um, see uh, musicians, and I love to hear original stuff. I fucking love hearing original stuff because I love different types yeah. of music. Like my music range is very versatile, so I do love to hear different styles all the time. And yeah. when I, that's why I like talking to fellas like yourself on this podcast, so I can kind of hear about, you know, what, what, how this has affected you, unfortunately, and like, you know, just to hear yeah. even. I just love hearing about new stuff and new things you're doing. Of course, and, you know? yeah. But if you go back to like you know original music, like I worked me, me and Henny and and Steve and the lads, we worked the bollocks off, uh, especially Hennessy himself. Like me and Henny were on the phone to each other ten times a day, man. And yeah. he walked his bollocks off, and I walked my bollocks off, and that's how we got August Walk going. And it was a lot of work, and it was a lot of the we had to go around, man, jumping around the place, getting pissed, and no, we were going to do it anyway. But yeah, yeah. people. People warm to us because we were uh, we were just the lads on the piss. Then then yeah. we had children and all that that we calmed down a small bit. But we we I had such a good laugh with August Walk and and the and the kind of starting off and the original thing and people supporting you. But if you look at that now, I don't know. I don't really see many original bands anymore around. Um, but like if you heard there was an original band playing in Cork or. Middleton or wherever you wherever yeah. you are, nine times out of ten you're going to go and see the guy playing cover music in the pub, in the pub next door. It's yeah. just like people don't 
they have to know things now. Whereas years ago, it was like, get an album, I don't know who this is, listen to it and check it out and then become a fan. Whereas now they have to, it takes a lot, man. It takes a lot to change people's minds. Like originally music is really, really, like what, what they have, they listen to radio stations and listen to this shit day in and day out and it's brainwashed them into believing yeah. that it's good. It's fucking muck. It's like, I hate to listen to the radio uh, because it's just, and I, and I say it all the time, like, I've heard better songs from a guy in Cork City on the street singing singing his own song. I've heard some brilliant songs that should be played, Definitely, but they don't yeah. get played. But people just haven't been supporting music for a long time. And, and like, not only that, but then you've Spotify and you've Amazon. So they take all the money of any sales you have. Yeah. And then the, you're not getting enough uh, people, you know, getting behind. It's not just me. I, I, I'm not talking about me or my, my music. I'm on about, I know so many guys. Like, look, the Frank and Walters even in Cork, they made it big with one song. But I mean, now they're in trouble because they, you know, they're not, not that they're in trouble, but they're they're going to find it hard to get the radio player they got with that yeah. song. Like, and some of their new stuff is brilliant. I've, you know, and some of the other stuff they have is brilliant, but they don't play it because radio stations are Cork and it, they're all fucking, you know, they're in their own world, man. The only people that can do it for you in, in radio stations in Cork is like Neil Prendival. Yeah. He can bring you on. He can, he can play music if he likes because he's Neil Prendival. Yeah, and, he's actually, yeah. and Neil's actually been Neil's actually been good to you as well, hasn't he? To kind of he has, yeah. on and chat, just chat to you about your music, even which is which yeah. is quite good for a big Cork presenter. I have to hand it to him, you know. Brilliant, and and the fact that he's a talk show, he doesn't really play much music, so like he has been very supportive. And uh, but there's only so much these he can yeah. do because he's got a talk show. Whereas you've got to get on a like there's no good in someone saying oh your song was played last night the radio at eight o'clock and you know a few people heard it it needs to be constantly played like the rest of the brainwashing stuff yeah, playing, yeah. you know and um, but it would so benefit us all it would benefit everybody that that because we could gig around Ireland we'd be well known around Ireland by by radios instead they're pumping shit into your ears that, and then they're bringing the bands over here that are hopeless and charging you 100 euros to go and see them. It's, yeah. I, I actually cannot believe what's going on. If you really look into it, what is going on is just, I just can't believe, you know, it's sad, man. It, and, it is, yeah. and where where does it go? You know what I mean? Where where does it? Yeah, and like, I suppose I've been saying this a lot to people um, for a good few years now. Because and it's a, it's an awful shame in a certain sense because Ireland has a great history of music like music is is part of being Irish it's um it's how we've expressed some of our pain throughout the years it's how we've you know we, like talented Irish people have always been a big part of the culture but unfortunately yeah. as you say Irish radio stations television anything doesn't tend to support um local no. Irish artists and like in other countries it's actually it, like it's not like that in other countries do you know no it's not no. it's just Ireland man Ireland is the worst well I mean England isn't much better but no no but like the thing about England is you know if you're in the right place at the right time you can you can you can succeed easily over there whereas here you, you can't you just have to move to England or move somewhere else yeah. and try and um, because they just don't support Irish music well I mean it like if you're in Dublin, it'll help you a little bit more than the Willow and Cork. Put it that way, you know. You're, yeah, you're definitely. <laughs> well, well, actually, when no, and and it's true when you say that because if you look at who are the big bands in Ireland at the moment, the ones that are getting, you know, we'll say a slice of the pie, like we'll say, Coronas, yeah. the script, picture this, bands like that. They're all dubs, like they're all from Dublin, all and, dubs, and they all have, they all have money, man. They all have lots and lots of money. Yeah, know? yeah. And uh, it's about it's like I mean if. If I wanted to pay, I fucking shouldn't be probably saying someone said, oh, I heard what you said about us, but if I want to pay a promotional company in Cork a load of cash, then yeah. they'll go into Cork radio, their, their buddy, the DJ, and go, here's, you know, here's a few uh, quid, play this band. And that's how it works. It's all, you know, but when you don't have any income from music, like, I just, you know, you need you need to get big backing, really, like, you know. Yeah. The, the day of, uh, no, look, as you said, there's a lot of good musicians that, that are, it's good to hear that. But as far as it, it, it is around here, home, 
and all that. It's a lot of bollocks. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and it's it yeah. is as you say, it is quite sad for people because um it's it's a livelihood for people and it's it's how they make their income and things and that's and it's quite sad that even yeah. I've been talking to a lot of people who haven't been able to obviously you're not able to be a full-time musician during this time of course or not and i've had to take other jobs or had to do other things and it's a shame because you should be able if you have if you have a talent you should be able to make um, money off it you should be able to it's like if a kid today your kid who's seven or eight if he's talented at football he's got a chance of doing something but if he's talented at music there's not there's nothing for him anymore you know Unless yeah, he wants yeah. to become a music teacher and learn theory and make it not fucking musical, you know? Like, mm. uh, you know, it's just, it's just sad to see that, uh, that you know, there's no, there's no reason for, you, you know, trying to tell young people now to get into music, but there's not much of a future in it at the moment. I hope things will change, man. And uh, I just think with original stuff, it's very, very, very difficult, you know? But uh, I'm lucky. I've got a great... Uh, people around me, man, and I, I get loads of fucking messages from people all the time, and people yeah. listen to my music, and I'm I'm blessed, you know, yeah. and uh, and that to me is brilliant, and I I get to play with my mates, gigging, I get to go on the road and go drinking with the boys and having the crack, that is perfect for me. No, it would be lovely to have enough money to do, you know, yeah, to have a good life, for them, more like... but it's just a hard game, man, you know. It it is yeah, and um, and and it is it, it's it's kind of a shame because I'd imagine like had you know if things were a bit more accessible, you would have released even more music at this stage. You know, like you would have had a lot more oh, on the go for people. Like you've been saying to me for a long time about you know, and you've released some great songs over the last um, over the last year, especially like Fair Juice to you, But you've been saying to me for a long time, yeah. you know, like we've this one ready and this one ready, but it's it's hard to to get the final sure, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically you're kind of well, what it is now is that you're hoping that people will help you. Whereas, because I don't, you know, I can't turn around and go uh, ring a, a big producer and say, oh, he's, he's charged me fucking 300 quid, a uh, uh, fucking half for, for a half a day. I can't afford to, to pay that anymore. No, and no, no. Uh, so you're talking a couple of grand to make a song with no, with no comeback. I mean, it's an expensive hobby. You know, so what I'm what you're doing is you're waiting on people now to, to help you out and no one's in a rush to help you out, but but sometimes they do and sometimes it happens and sometimes we work it out and we get a song out. But I do I have I have three or four songs that are ready with a long time to come out, but it's just impossible to get them out. And then you have to do a video. Yeah. You know? yeah. And there's a video is another another grand, you know. So like it's thousands to make a song and people don't realise it. They go, when are you bringing out the next song, Dad? Yeah, so, well, yeah, well, it's yeah. Cost me, you know, it's cost me thousands to bring. Well, it, it, it's, not going, it's, not, it's not going to anymore because we have to, we're going to have to bring down the quality maybe a little bit and start doing our own stuff and, and, and mixing and mastering our own stuff because we can't afford to keep up the, the studios anymore. It's just outrageous, the prices. It's not outrageous. That's what it always was, but... I, I just don't know how any musicians can pay that money anymore because we don't have it, you know. Yeah, and do you think maybe that, like, because, because you know, it, as well as musicians, unfortunately, because music has become such an expensive, like, we'll say, like, even just to have as a hobby or send yourself, like, do you know, sound engineer stuff, uh, like, I have a buddy who's a sound engineer. He went to college um, for four years, got a great qualification out of it. But he yeah. he can't get a bit of work anywhere. He actually can't get anything. Like, and he's he's knocking on every yeah. door. There's nothing going from. And even if it is, it's a case of you know someone will take him on. I've been a victim of this myself. Unfortunately, you know someone will take you on and give you a few months or give you a bit of time or whatever, but won't give you money for it. Like, or we'll just kind of say, all right, good luck to you, whatever. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's look. I mean, that's happening, man. And and I tell you, like the the music game is ruthless. Like, you know, there's no you. You need to be. You need to have bollocks to be in it, man. To be honest, like yeah. you can get you can get played fucking Egypt very easily, you know. So it's like uh, it's a shame, man. And especially people with sound engineers, young lads, you'd love to see them. Like it's it's very hard to get a sound engineer, you know, a good sound engineer. It's hard it to is, get it, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, like I I remember years ago going back like with the meeting place and all these back when Tony Moore had it a long time ago. 
you'd see sound engineers they were young lads they, were fucking, they knew their stuff and they, you know and no it's I don't know the whole thing man is, it's 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 struggling you know yeah but, um, and it's it's very tough for people at this time especially like in like the, the, the arts industry in general is, is yeah. struggling but music is being pushed aside in an awful way and I think it's an awful shame because as I say, it's it's part of it's part of our culture, and it should be something we prioritize an awful lot more. It should be, you know. And uh, I, I don't know what the. I, listen, I'm the first one to put my hands up and say I understand the situation, and I've done. I've seen people, um, the way they are when they're drunk and stuff, and when they're at gigs and stuff. You can't social distance, and I understand that. I get all that, but yeah, I mean. You know, like it was our only income. It was our only way of making money because they've cut us off with the other thing. They, they've, you know, they won't change quarters on the radio stations. They won't do this. They won't do that. And then they, they cut us off with the gigs, and you're kind of going, okay. And now, now it's like you know, a year and a bit later, and there's no, like, not none of us know what's going to happen. But like, I can't see that pubs full of people and drums and all that bands and all I can't see it man I think it's going to be maybe the acoustic thing for a while and I don't know I think it will come back when, when, when the whole thing comes back I think it'll come back with a bang for a while but I, I just can't see it lasting yeah you know I think people have seen the other side of life now, you know yeah yeah and as you say that's, that is that is desperate for that and and, uh, and you know as I say, my, like I'm like yourself. I do love going to gigs, other people's gigs. I hear if there's like if there's an original band around, I do love to go and support them. And yeah, there's been some great events in Middleton. Uh, get the fucking shift, man, and fucking <laughs> drink a Jagerbar, man. Yeah, of course, but like we all love to go fucking mad, and we all love the crack. And like you know, you see in banners, you know, we did, you know, we'd be all gigging and fucking yeah. playing. The place is great, and and it's. That atmosphere is fucking is good for you, man. It's it's good to be, get out and meet people and and socialize and have the crack, and uh, I think everyone's missing it. I think a lot of people will go back to it, but I think there's going to be you know not as much as we think. I just think that we're, we're going to have to try and change. I don't know how we're going to do it, but there has to be plans put in place, man. And I, no one's doing fuck all, you know. Yeah, yeah, and like. As you say, like, you know, even like in Banners there or anywhere around Middleton, like, but Banners especially, it was the kind of place where there was some of the best gigs I was ever at in my life. And that's including like yeah. big stadium shows. I'm talking like these were some laugh. These were just Brilliant unbelievable yeah, yeah. shows. Like, well, you know? I think I think with the with Banners, I mean, I used to play in Banners for a long time. I know Banner a long time. And uh, when I went to England and I, I came back and me and Hennessy started playing together in there. And... Uh, we kind of had to crack, got the place going and all that. And then there was a lot of musicians started coming in. And then Hennessy started booking in there. And Shaheen was all the lads and everything. So he, he got, Hennessy would know who's good and who's not. And yeah. I don't mean that, you know, but who's who who would suit the place, should we say. And yeah, would. I get you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's how it worked. And the place was rocking. And I, I often went in there and I, I loved it. Now, it, was, it wasn't often for me because I was always gigging that I wouldn't have been around to see much gigs but um I seen some really good gigs in there man and I seen you know and I like the atmosphere in there and uh there was no shit heads you know it was a it was a good place for a gig and I that's gonna be sadly missed in this town man you know yeah uh, it is definitely I don't know where you're gonna get that atmosphere again maybe I don't know maybe somewhere else but I I'm gonna find it hard to find some place like that. Definitely man. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it is it's um it, it is and it's very it's very like looking back nostalgia and stuff like that is an awful thing um so straight off the rock came out in 2015 and yeah some of my favorite albums but like some of the songs you had on that man were fucking brilliant like i was just gonna chat to you there about a few of those like there's a great yeah. story behind one for the road if you could tell us there about that one, because I absolutely I love the story behind it and I love the song. Yeah, well, when when I went to England, I was in England for a long time and walking and all that. And I I really I love being a paddy, right? I just yeah. love it. I don't know if you have to live outside of Ireland once in your life, and you ha especially and 
if you can try and go to London and just be a paddy. It's the uh, same in America, but it's the greatest thing. I love it. And uh, so when I was over there, I really got into the Irish thing, down to the Irish pub there on a Sunday. And so I started, um, yeah, I, I, I met this guy in a, in a pub, an old man, but the, every pub is one of these over there, you know? Yeah. But I sat down and had a few points with him, nice fella chatting away. And uh, so I was on to him, yeah, he's from Kerry and I was having this. And I said to him, I asked him the story about when last was he home. And he said when he was about 17 and he was in his 70s, late 70s, I think. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, uh, you know, I just flew over there the other day. Like, it's 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 not a million miles away. Like, yeah. And um, he um, he just taught me, like, you know, that he came over over with, um, with his girlfriend and it didn't work out. He was drinking all the time. And then she left. And uh, that was it. He didn't meet anybody anymore and he never came back. To Ireland, and when I asked him, like, why, why don't you go back, man? Go back for fucking good declaring on the piss. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nobody would know me in Kerry, like, you know, I don't yeah. have anybody left over. And there are so many Irish people over there, man. Oh my god, they're just living in fucking a block of flats. The Irish, lovely Irish people, and they're just forgotten about. Yeah, and none, none of them would come back to Ireland because they, nobody would. They don't have anywhere to go. And uh, it's 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 horrific. I know it's dying out. The Irish are dying out big time in London, not, not like it was. But um, Jesus, like I met some fellas over there, even English lads that were from Irish parents and that, and they were more Irish than we were. The fucking, you know, it was just I loved I loved that over there. But that was that was when I met that man, and um, I met a few people like that, and that that story was in my head. You know, it was very sad that I, I just. Couldn't believe that these were an hour away on a flight and then haven't been home for that long. And they're yeah, yeah. they're craving Ireland, you know. They're in the Irish pubs craving Ireland. Yeah, you know. And, and it, it is, and it's as you say. There's he, he's one of many many fellas who were forgotten about, and as you say, it's it's a very sad story to think that he never wanted anyone else after that, and that was it's very it's it is an awful sad story but it is to come from that and that's that's why i like it an awful lot yeah well that's it like i mean i think that with so many of them over there like they're all so like you'd see them there man they go down to the calf in the morning they have their breakfast and they go off to work and they walk like fucking dogs and they yeah. go for a few pints and they still do it you know and uh that's their life you know and uh once you know, a lot of them don't have any family back here anymore. So that's the end of it for them. It's it's just horrible. But uh, so that was what we want for road was about. I just I just got that love story in my head, and I, I and I remember starting writing it. I wrote it in England, uh, and I was writing it. And there was a guy I met over there. I was I was after meeting a couple of musicians, and uh, there was a guy called Howard Jones. He was he was big in the eighties. He's yeah. got some big sound, and. Uh, he was kind of, he, he saw me playing in, in an open mic night and he said to me, fucking love your voice, man, you big husky, petty Irish, you know, all this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I, think that, I think that might have been an American accent there. <laughs> but, uh, so he, he, uh, he was on to me about coming down to his studio and uh, my friend Neil, who was playing with me at the time over there, we had a band called The Carefreeze with a K. Yeah. Uh, like, it was kind of like a, what a, I think I saw it on a cooker. It was a carefree cooker. So oh, I said, let's good. call the band down. So we went down anyway and we recorded a couple of songs with him and I wanted to do one for Rod. He didn't like it very much. So, but I hadn't it, I hadn't it the way it is now. Yeah. I had it, you know, it was rough and it was, so I remember coming back to Middleton and I was working in the hall in the wild pub up in, uh, in it's gone now. Yeah. yeah. And, we used to have a guitar behind the bar and we sit down and play the guitar and after work and, and I finished it up there one night having a few points of my own so I finished writing it and um, me and Henny then were kind of starting to play it at gigs and stuff and people, people were going fuck it that's a nice song so we said right we better get this one cracking and then I had other songs I had loads of other songs written so that was kind of the way it was going you know yeah, yeah, and it's a lovely Irish song. 
like the, the even just the little tin whistle and everything. It's very good, and yeah. it's a love. It's a beautiful song to listen to. And like, did Blue Sky come after that or before? Oh, Blue Sky was like written a long, long time before. Like one for the road, probably. I would have been. I don't, I don't know. Maybe twenty. I don't know, 23, 24, something like that. Yeah. Um, Blue Slayer wrote when I was like 17 or something, you know. But um, so, yeah, with Blue Sky was kind of, I'd say, would have been my first or second song I'd say I wrote, you know, proper yeah, one yeah. that I, I was happy with. But uh, Blue Sky would still be my, is my song, you know. Of all the songs I've written, Blue Sky is kind of my, my signature, like. Well, yeah, it just, it just, it's kind of the one I always. I don't know. It just fucking sticks with me. I, I like it. I like it the most. I think out of all of them, I like that one. I love Blue you Sky. Know? Yeah. And what's the like for you anyway? Like, what inspired you to write that one? Because it is a great. It's a great one, but it's one that you know it could last in any time. Do you know what I mean? It could go through like yeah. you could have that in ten years' time. It would still be kind of relevant to sound and everything. It's very well done. Well, I suppose, look, when I was writing that, I remember thinking people can take it whatever way they wanted. Like, I, I had it in my head. Like, it's, you know, ecstasy, man. We were, I was taking a lot of ecstasy back then. And that <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. that song is just fucking all about ecstasy. In my, to me, it was like I was going out with a girl and, you know, back then, I know someone was mad now, but everybody did, you know, that was the thing. We used to go out on the weekends, fucking, you know, take, we were stupid fucking young and, you know, reckless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the thing, man. And we, uh, I, you know, that song was completely about that, that you just don't know what you're doing. And uh, I was with a girl and she didn't want to be, you know, around that. And yeah. That's what the song was basically about, you know. So, um, would you blame her? <laughs> <laughs> so, come here, look. Run to the hills! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, and like, it, it's, it's actually, it's quite, like that's a good way to um to describe the song really it's very well like because um but it, it is that was a huge cultural thing like years ago for young fellas like and it's, it was huge man yeah yeah and it's the kind of thing people can relate to as well so that's that's always great to have that kind of a song do you know yeah yeah i mean you can you can think about it like you know it's it's the same with drink you know it's probably something i know one for the road is a lot more uh civilized we'd say but it's yeah. it's a it's similar story like you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so like, um, and they're all like, when we were young, then was the first song I wrote, strangely enough. I love that like, one, whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that would have been, um, so I, when we were young and Blue Sky, I was kind of carrying them two songs for a long time. They were kind of, and uh, yeah, with that album, like, I mean, Warrior, I, I always had Warrior, I, I had it in a different key and I had a different, and then I changed it up. I actually was still writing that song in the studio when we were recording it. Do you know what I saw? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was fucking ready. <laughs> but, uh, last minute, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last minute, man. So, they, they say better late, better late than never, of course. So that's always the way. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the same with everything, man. I'm fucking last minute for everything. It's, it's the way last I minute. Like. <laughs> If you ask the lads what we know, they say, that boy's fucking waiting for him. <laughs> yeah and like when we were young it's a fantastic song because it's nostalgic it's there's a lovely kind of story in the song but i love um yeah. Steve, steve's guitar on it is fantastic as well what he's doing with lovely, it yeah, yeah. brilliant like it's lovely yeah it's a, it, do you know what it's it's one of them songs that um you know it just kind of you can throw it on you could i could listen to that song if you came on i could listen to it anytime you know and I, that's what yeah. i like about when you know, it's um, and it was look that that was a good album. I liked it. I, I um, there was one song in that album, "Save Your Time for Love." I probably yeah. wouldn't have put that on it if I had my chance again. It was just not the same vibe. Uh, that was my only kind of mistake. I think I made. I could have. Yeah. I had other songs I should have put in, and uh, but no, it was a good album overall. Uh, as I said, even with the pipes, Aaron Dolan put the pipes on one one for the road. But like he actually came down with Seven Hennessy were going, we're doing a version of Spansel Hill, you know that reggae version. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> fucking thing. We were doing that and we we had Aaron Dolan down to put some pipes on it for us for the crack or something like that. And when he was there, we asked him to put to do it in one for the road. So it was all fast 
happening yeah. stuff, you know. But it was a great album. Uh, it was good fun making it. I, my missus was having a, I think she was, was she having a baby or was she something anyway? A baby was born <laughs> or, or something. Yeah, yeah. She was doing <laughs> something. We <laughs> 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 there was a baby around anyway. Yeah. 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 Or maybe not. <laughs> no, no, and it's it is it is a fantastic album. Um, I, I absolutely love it, and like there there's there's an awful lot of like great tracks on it. But I would I would be sharing that around. Like I mean, there's gang that I knew that I went to college with, and I'd be showing it to them or whatever, and they were like, like who who are these lads? I was like, they're from they're from the town, like they're from the town where I'm near from. Like they're yeah yeah for me. Do you know what I mean? And it's it is it's it's mad that like. You know, people who go like these fellas could be on the radio. Like it's great, it's great tracks. Yeah. You know? I suppose the best thing that that and I, I, it's probably not as you know, but I find that the best thing is that people are still hearing us. Like we're we're a new band still, even after six years, we're still a new band because we haven't yeah. been put out there. So people are constantly finding us, and constantly, you know, you get new followers constantly because. You know, like like yourself, there and I was showing it to someone, and then they get into it, and they show it to someone else, and that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of how, how we've been growing, really, more so because we haven't been getting any help from from any radios or anything like that. So, you know, it's kind of we we built a good local fan base. Like, I mean, we went to Cypress Avenue in Cork, and they they told us that oh, they, they don't book original uh, acts without that are not established. We'll say. Yeah, yeah, because people they won't they won't sell, it won't sell out, and uh, we fucking sold it out. And I remember going to you, man, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you were the last like, laugh there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was so fucking happy, man, that you know we were told that we couldn't do it, and we did it, and uh, that was brilliant, man. Uh, little things like that make it all worthwhile. That was you know to sell out and have our own, you know, our own gang like. I was down drinking with it in the middle of it, everybody, as soon as the gig was over. It's a very, we're all mates and it's all, you know, we're like an army, man. And I just fucking was so um, impressed and, you know, thankful for that. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah, you know? that's, that's class now. Like, cause, cause you would, you will have that an awful lot, even with any kind of a thing, like even when I was doing radio and stuff and people would be saying to you like, no, that's not going to do, like, that's not going to work, whatever. This is like talking fucking college, man. No, like people saying like, yeah. I won't do it all. Like, and like you pull something off then like you know like we did an outside broadcast one time which was very good for us because we you know 96 fm red fm would always be going to live places setting up from the like we say studio outside and all the rest and we were told yeah. nah, lads, that's, that won't fucking work at all so we did it twice fucking you know what i mean like and it's it is i get yeah. i related an awful lot to that when you said it you know yeah man it's it's a good feeling you know uh when you're told you can't do it but i mean but we were told, even going back at the step, people were like, nah, it's not going to work, you know. He, what some, they were saying, he's, he's got a Jamaican accent with a husky Irish voice. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's not yeah, going to yeah. work. But uh, it did work, you know, and we fucking did very well. And we, we, uh, we did some brilliant gigs around Ireland. We supported big bands and we did, you know, it was good. And uh, the thing about it is that we're, you know, I've still got loads of more stuff to come out and I'm, I can't wait. As I say, I'd love to be fucking pounding the songs out for people and making albums and stuff because we have enough people following us that, that we could do yeah. it. But it's just uh, financially, it's it's impossible at the moment. And, you know, yeah. prices haven't dropped. Like, you know, people are not charging less or anything. It's the same fucking prices, you know. Yeah, so. and like we were on about there about you know being told you can't do something whatever, and that brings out success. Then like success was a banging yeah. tune, like, and that's that's very well known around Cork. People like seem to know yeah, success, success even before well, they know yeah. yourselves. You know, like success is a very big song. It's a big song. Yeah, I remember uh, standing in the garage there, uh, one night and just waiting, and uh, you know to cue the cue, like you know, and success yeah, was on yeah. the radio, and uh, the fellow in front of me was giving us, he was tipping yeah, around to yeah. it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> but, uh, no, it is. Uh, success was a bit of crack, as I said. We, we, uh, I was kind of writing that uh, these fucking competitions and all this shit that people were entering is, 
Like I always said, music is not a competition. Sports is a competition, but music is not. Yeah. Like, who says that an opera singer is better than a, you know, a jazz singer? It, it's just, you it's know, it's all different. It's, yeah, it's like fucking golf versus tennis, man. It doesn't work. There's all different types yeah. of music. And, and uh, I just, I hate, I hate them. I hate, I hate children going on them. I think that the, you shouldn't put your child through that shit. I, no. I, I did competitions when I was a kid. Um, I did a couple of singing competitions in, in Middleton. They were local things. Now, I was pissed up most of them. I turned up like shame. I going to some of them and fucking <laughs> straight away. I wasn't getting through no matter what. There was, and I used to bring an army of boys with me. All the boys used to be going, oh, Dutch! Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so I knew I wasn't going to get through to the next round anyway. But uh, it did. There was a couple of times where my confidence was knocked, you know? And yeah, I didn't yeah. think I was as good. As, you know, I didn't think I was that good. And... You can, you know, there's a lot of people to this day would, would always say, like, you know, it's only in the last couple of years I built my confidence. I, I never thought it was good enough. And I I, I, I always question myself. Well, that sounded like a fucking American, though. But, yeah. like, I, I just didn't have the confidence. Um, and I think if I had the confidence, probably a few years back, you know, I could have probably went further a little bit with maybe travelling and stuff. But uh, I think what, playing with Hennessy, you know, and and um, with Steve and with the boys, they they built my confidence, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Roger and, and the lads, you know, I, and that's a fact. That's you know, that's the truth, man. I just didn't have it until, and I I just hate them, them shows, and I hate them fucking judges, man. They're sitting down, oh, it just makes me sick. I just you know. Yeah, yeah, like as if and a lot of them, a lot of them probably don't have a clue at all about any kind of music, you know, and they're they're judging talent then, which is absolutely ridiculous when you think of it. That's it, you know. Like I see there, um, there's one in the Cork Scott, and everybody's treated like gold, and all the judges are nice, and they're my mate is on a jam, he's a judge, and he gives them all, you know, they're all told nice things, and there's nobody knocking anyone. Yeah, you know, so things like that for charity and stuff. I, I, I have no problem with. But oh, these competitions yeah, yeah. Where, where kids are stressed out, man, in their heads, and you know, it's no good. Yeah, and like a lot of the time with things like that, it's a case of you know a parent puts their child through something like that because it's something they missed out on or whatever, and they're trying to fulfill yeah. their own their own kind of dreams. Then through their kid, and it's not fair, as you it's say, like you're putting them through stuff like you know. Well, I remember at a competition before, and I, I wasn't there. I, I happened to be there, and there was a couple of kids there, and I seen them. I seen the stress, man. And I just yeah, went to myself, yeah. fucking hell, like, you know. And I know, I know if they win, they win whatever, they win a prize and all that, but, you know, it's like, it's not worth the stress you're putting them through before. No, it's not, no. You know? And like, as you say, so, music isn't a competition, it's something that should be enjoyed, it's something that should be shared and enjoyed, you know? It's like, it's like, like, with me, the way I look at it, it's like, uh, Sport, sport is a competition. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, but there's all different types of sport. You don't put golf up against tennis. You don't yeah. put rugby up against fo- football. So you, exactly. you know, you can't compete. Like if they're having a competition, have a competition of opera singers. Do you know what I mean? But don't like t- tell this kid that she's a she sings like a rock star, but she's not good enough to sing like a pop star. You know, it's just yeah, shit, yeah. man. And yeah, and that's in the culture of you know, like all those ones, like X Factor, all those ones. You know what I mean? It it is, it is. Yeah. It's a stupid. It's money spinners. A lot of it's them. Shit. You know? and, and listen, we're all hoping that they're shit as well. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's a horrible fucking buzz. Like we yeah. are, we're all hoping. Go, please, please make this one be really shit so I can laugh for all. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a horrible fucking thing, man. People are like monkeys on a stage. It's fucking, you know, it's not for me. Uh, me, me and Hennessy did one a couple of years back. We had to go to Dublin. Uh, it was it, we. Well, I thought it was a competition of buskers, right? The best busker yeah. in Ireland. I started Hennessy. As far as I knew, we we were going up, and it was a busking thing. So we went up anyway, and we drove. We drove to RTE Studios, and we were fucking driving away up the road and happy days. And all of a sudden, the car fucking. Broke down in the middle of oh, the waterway. Yeah. So we were like, we had to ring RT, say, hey, listen, the car's fucked. You know, we can't, we, we're not going to make it. And they said, oh, you have to make it, you have to make it. So they, this guy came down, right, to fix the car. And so he took away my car, 
and he drove, we drove his car to Dublin. And uh, he rang me halfway up the road saying I had the keys of my own car too. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so when we got to RT Studios, we went in there and it was a fucking competition. It was, yeah, a, it was yeah. one of these... It was one of these stupid things where a big, massive stage and oh, we had to go on. Uh, it was it was the worst thing I've ever... Uh, all I wanted to do was run. So we they turned around and said, uh, you have to go for makeup, boys, me and Hennessy. Oh, Jesus. And Hennessy yeah, goes yeah. in. There's this, there's this beautiful girl coming up to Hennessy and doing his makeup. <laughs> and it's funny. I was waiting for my beautiful girl to come in and put my makeup on, and this dude walks in. Oh, big, God. muscly dude comes in and starts putting makeup on me. And Hennessy's just looking at me, laughing his whole off, and I'm going, oh, my God. Does any of the boys So we went down anyway, and it was in Irish. The whole thing was in Irish, right? And uh, so we went out, and we played the song, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right, so they are, it was over. The song was over, and they're all looking at me, smiling. These judges, right, and then they start fucking speaking Irish, fully in Irish. Go, oh, 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 oh. and she turns, she hands the microphone to me and goes, uh, "So what do you think about that?" And I said, "I haven't a fucking clue what they said." <laughs> and they all started laughing. So I think they edited it out that part. I'd imagine so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that all you can see is me and Hennessy nodding and smiling and walking off the stage. But we were going, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's an experience. Again, it, it was an experience, but it was a competition that I, you know, yeah. I couldn't believe we were, we were on it. We were stitched up, man. We thought it was something else. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a, like, that's, that's a very um, entertaining story. But like, the thing is, is that like after going all that way, you know, getting the other car, you know, the fucking dilemma of that and the whole lot and then fucking going yeah. for that. Because it obviously meant something for you to go when you thought it was what it was. Do you know what I mean? And it is. Well, this I'd when say, you, go out, you, know? you know, if one of us maybe read the fucking email properly, maybe, <laughs> you know, we might have known what the fuck we were going up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck it, man. And like... <laughs> It, it's it is it, it's mad you know the way things work out like that sometimes and whatever you know like and come here there's a song there and i absolutely love it and it's a song that i do i've shown to a lot of people because of its its meaning still to this day is, is so important especially with the way the country's going and you know enough is enough is a great track is basically like yeah what what the state of this country the state of it's just it's pure capitalist society and all that, and you, the way you the way you did like that song really spoke about the anger that Irish people felt around the time, especially oh, yeah. the people who had to immigrate, who never wanted to leave Ireland. Like I tell you, man, I've never ever been before been as angry as I was. Yeah, with politics, with everything. I just I remember the day. I still remember it. I watched that um, speech. Uh, oh man, his name now has gone out of my head, and I'm friends with it. When I speak to him quite a bit, but I haven't been on Facebook that much lately, so I forget his name. But uh, uh, he he did a speech, and I I just I it blew me away. And I remember sitting in my room with my guitar, and I remember writing it, and the temper, you know. And I wanted, I just wanted to get this out. I had to get this off my chest, you know. And um, I'm very proud of that song. I'm very, the, I think the writing was good in that song, and I think I got across what I wanted to get across. So. Uh, and I, look, that that song was from the whole of Ireland. You know, that was how we all yeah. felt. You know, you walk down the street, you meet someone, they got fucking government and this and that and homelessness mm. and the whole lot. And and uh, like I'm still to this day, this homelessness, it's just you know, I, I try I try not to go on social media as much anymore because I find myself getting too frustrated with the whole thing. Uh, but people are on about the coronavirus and going on with this and. It doesn't matter, man. People are dying in the streets of Cork every day, or in Dublin and all over Ireland. And it's just, we are way beyond that, man. It's 2021, like, you know, it's... Yeah. You know, I, I don't care about anything. That's top of the list, you know, that people shouldn't be dying of, of you know, of the cold and, and just, you know, malnutrition yeah. and all that. It's, just, it's wrong, you know. And, and as you said there, like you said, you know, we're in 2021. It is ridiculous that, like, 
you know, housing is not just a, a granted for people. It's not a human right for for anywhere to even stay. And the problem is, is it's going down to it's private companies are running these things, man. They're running the hotels that people are staying in. There's families staying in hotels, and it's fucked up, you know. And it's wrong. But it's completely it's, wrong. It's also the problem is like you know you, you can blame the government, which I do completely blame them. Of course, yeah. but I also. I also see all these charities, these homeless charities, and all that. they're getting millions, millions, right? Yeah. And the CEOs run 150, 200 grand a year and all that. Like, it's wrong. You know, that, that frustrates me even more than the government because the charities are getting millions. Like, I, I don't know the exact figures, right? But it's, it's outrageous, the money that goes to charities in Ireland mm. and the CEOs of all these charities. Like... I understand they have to get paid, but they have to get 200 grand a year. Yeah, They really exactly. have to get that much money, you know. Well, well, you have to say, like, it's like the charities are supposed to be the people, you know, the ones looking after people. And there was actually great, yeah. a great um, thing that came from the Irish people was um, about this, I'd say it's about this time last year, maybe just, it was just before the coronavirus hit anyway. And it was when the government were going to help, um, hold the... Um, the Remembrance Day for you know the the R the R the RIC and the oh, Black and Tans, yeah, yeah. and as a result, people went right. We're going to get Kamochi Black and Tans to number one, and yeah. compared to the Wolf Tones, they donated the money that they made from that to the homeless charities, and that's like it is. It, it's good to see that well. as well, you know. It's great to see it, but like I mean, the problem is, is that like, I mean, you can be doing whatever you can be doing, but like these. These charities, homeless charities, and all that. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know they're, they're helping out big time and all that. And course, I can't, yeah. you know, I'm not knocking them. I just think that, you know, uh, for instance, th- there's a guy I know called to me before, right? And he said to me, uh, are you looking for a job, right? And I said, okay. well, not really. I'm flat out with the music at the moment. And I'll just carry on. Made yeah. a chat, made a And he said to me, I'm working for this charity. I won't say the name, though. And uh, so he says, I'm on 18 euros an hour. Jesus. Go around the, go around the doors, people's houses, and try and get them to sign up to this charity. He's yeah, getting yeah. 18 euros an hour. So he didn't give a fuck about the charity. Of course He was not. laughing his whole life. And like that to me is, you, well, you've lost, you've lost reason there of the whole yeah. charity thing. You know, so... I just have no time for a lot of charities and I won't mention names, but there's a lot of charities that people yeah. support that I will not support anymore because I, I if you look behind the, the CEOs and all these different people, man, their money, it, it's just, it's outrageous what they're getting and they shouldn't be getting that kind of money, you know? Yeah. And, and they shouldn't, if they had any decency, they shouldn't fucking take that money. Yeah, and, and what's terrible yeah. about that is that there there is people that you know yourself that would walk around, like I'm talking normal people now, that would work every day very, very hard, that take their time to give food, money, clothes, out of their own pocket, everything, to, to homeless people, to people who are struggling, families that are yeah. struggling. And there's no, oh, they do everything. there's no one on about them. There's no one, you know, everyone's putting it up on, like we'll say, like sharing it all over social media yeah. about charities and all the rest, but there's nobody mentioning anybody who's actually going and taking action and helping people, do you know? No, there's not, you know, and it's just, I just find that, you know, like we do a lot, of, I do a lot of work with, with charities, with the lads, we all do, you know, anybody asks us ever to do anything, we'll always fucking try and help out. But there are certain charities no one's done with, yeah. you know, and people people would, I won't say names because people would be like shocked to go, but no, it's, no, no. it's, it's gone too far, you know, the whole thing. And, and we're not, you know, things haven't, haven't got any better. I mean, we're all, we all went into our own little world there with the coronavirus and people are kind of worried about this and worry about that, but the yeah. problems didn't go away, you know. There's still people dying on the streets all the time, and it just frustrates me. Uh, the first, the homeless thing, I can put up with anything else, you know, but that is just, I don't understand it in this day and age. It is, you know? it's, it's insane, man. It's absolutely insane. As, as you say, like, and it, it, yeah, it is, it's, it's mad for this day and age and everything, and like, um, yeah, it is. It's it's very sad. And as you say, like, you know, during coronavirus, people are worried about their own predicaments and, you know, their own problems or whatever. And like, it is, it's a very tough time for everybody overall. But you are very lucky to have a roof over your head, you know? 
very lucky. And people, do you know what I, I always say during this coronavirus and everybody's giving out, but I fucking can't go here, man. I fucking can't go there. Yeah. And you're going, people protesting and all that. I think they've all missed the point. Because, like, I, I found out a lot in, the, in this fucking coronavirus, this pandemic, man. I yeah. fucking... I, I got I got good I, like I was always kind of handy with with jobs and stuff, but I've got really handy. I can do a lot of jobs now. I never thought I could do, and yeah, I would yeah. never have done that. And I I go to places now that I haven't been. I walk with my daughter, man. We walk up the fields and this place I haven't been since I was a kid. And you know I would never ever have done any of that again. Yeah, yeah. And I know. People are out protesting and they want to fucking go and do here and they want to sit here and they want to do that. But I, I think a lot of people missed 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 out on yeah. an opportunity to, you know, I do. I, I think that a lot of people, you know, they had an opportunity to go and like I, I've been on the phone to some of my friends that I haven't spoken to for years that I have time to sit down and talk to them now. And, you know, it's, I just, Look, life will go back to normal. We'll all be going back doing our own thing and all that. But I just think yeah. that I'm always going to remember that this was a nice time too. You know, I know it was nice, but it, for everybody, but it was it was interesting. Do you know what? You're dead right, actually. <laughs> no, no, you are. You're dead right. Like I know, like there's some people there who'll be thinking, like, "I oh, what's a foxy on about there with that? We can't go. We can't go to the pub, man." But what I'm saying, you're you're dead right. Oh, yeah. we're, we're reconnecting with what's important. And for example, I've That's taken up important. stuff like I took up this podcast, for example, I've, I've been working on a few things yeah. myself, my writing, stuff like that. So I wouldn't have done any of this if I'd still been you wouldn't you know, have done any of it, locked down, you know? No, you wouldn't have done any of it. And there's loads of things, man. I'm talking to people around there, you know, and they're giving out about fucking, I got protesting in Cork and fucking Saturday and all that. Oh, and I'm going, sake, why don't you yeah. fucking go on? Why don't you go and do something uh that you haven't done before that you, that you, you know, before, because it's all going to come back to normal, man. We'll all be back in the pubs and we'll be all doing whatever. Yeah. And yeah. we'll always talk about the time we had during the virus when it was a bit of a fucking crack. I drank myself fucking stupid, man. <laughs> I was just going to say to you, actually, fair play to you, you're pouring a pint of Guinness the right way. Because um, there was loads of gang, I remember, because I was doing that for a long time, do you know? And there was um, loads yeah. of people were saying like, oh, that's a stupid way to pour a pint of Guinness. Like, it's yeah. it's the closest thing you're going to get to a pub quality, really, at home. Do you it know what I mean? It works, my friend. It Listen, works. I, 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 I've had people come over here going, what the fuck are you doing with that can, man? And I'm yeah. going, listen, I'm not trying to look cool. I want my pint of Guinness to look, taste nice. And that's how you do it. And if, yeah. you, pour it, if you pour it sideways into the, into the pint glass, then you might as well fucking go for a run because that point Guinness is going to be terrible. It's going to be fratty, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be flashing. There was a buddy of mine, actually, mine. He was on the... <laughs> I had him on the podcast and he was like aggravating me. He messaged me and he said, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna out you now on the podcast about how your way of pouring points is shit. He came on it, didn't he? Went, uh, do you know what boy? Sorry about that. It's actually you're dead right. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you listen, it's the way forward, man. I, look, look at that fucking bad boy. Unreal. It's like fucking mother's milk, man. <laughs> Unbelievable, by unbelievable. Unbelievable. Come here anyway. Yeah. Um, as you say, like there's some there's some new tracks you're working on there, and um, it I I really hope we can hear them soon again, and I hope we can we, hopefully we will get back to normal and we can start going to August walk gigs. Just seeing yourself and Henny even, just seeing the yeah. gigs going again. You know. Well, it'll be great, man. You know, look, things will will pick up, and I think you know by the end of the summer, I think we we'd probably. We'll have some sort of normality, and uh, at Christmas, I'd say, you know, hopefully things will be back to normal. But look, it is what it is. There's no point in crying about it. Exactly, Let's just man. get on with it. Go to Aldi, get 24 cans of Guinness for 24 <laughs> euros, and get yourself a fucking pizza and a packet of condoms and fucking head home, man. Very good. That's by you have a great attitude towards this. Fair play to you, and well, I really. Lady. I really enjoyed this chat, man. Um, I hope Thanks I can have you back soon me. again. I can. Ha- I hope I can have you back soon again because we've we've plenty more to say, no doubt. Next topic is what? What we next topic is? 
yoga pants on the fucking women and uh, <laughs> uh, men shouldn't be on TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's next- it. <laughs> that's by. <laughs> I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Thanks for coming along. Take it easy, man. Thanks, man. Thank you.